this is Toothy Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And Dr. Gary Dennis. Aren't you, aren't you going to say your line? Jack Polar. Ja- and see, Jack, we are going to. I'm going to introduce you, but Dr. Dennis oh, always says please. a random statement or motivation before we begin. So please, Dr. Dennis, go ahead. I, I, greetings and salutations. Thank you. All right. So we actually have. I hope everyone's awesome, motivated now. We, no, Jesus. Okay. So we have a uh, really, actually, real awesome uh, guest. Um, he is a pre-dental student, uh, Mr. Jack Polar. What is going on, Jack? Hey, what's up? It was good. So he is coming on um, because we figured it's time to get the process going on on, you know, the stage where you're about to apply for dental school. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so tonight's uh, podcast, we're actually going to switch it around where we'll ask you some questions and then he's going to ask us questions about dentistry and just anything that he wants to know about dental school and so forth. We just figured this would be a little fun twist of uh, faith here. And he has not sent us the questions or anything, so we don't know what he's going to ask and we don't know what Dr. Dennis is going to say. So that's <laughs> that's the best part of all this is we don't it's know. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so So we will see. <laughs> we will see what's what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pray really hard. So <laughs> so let's start off, Jack. Please give us a little background about yourself, please. Yeah, so I am a senior at the University of Kentucky. I'm studying public health. Uh, I'm not from Kentucky though. I'm originally from St. Pete, Florida. Uh, not born and raised though. No one's from Florida originally. I'm from Cincinnati before that. No one wants to claim Florida. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's a crazy place. <laughs> it's a crazy place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. There's some special people in Florida. And we've just lost a whole state, but it's all good. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But yeah, um, I'm currently applying to dental schools, um, in the process, and just relaxing. Honestly, trying not to work too hard before I actually enter dental school next year. So you said your major was public health. Yes. That is, I actually have never heard that specific major for someone who's applying to, to, to dental school. So t- can you like give us more about like the, I don't know, curriculum or whatever you've the experienced? Reason, the reason? Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. For me. So Yeah, go ahead. Um, definitely. So when I was looking at picking a major, I was thinking like I, was, I might just do the general bio, but I kind of wanted something that would give me, that it would be useful if I did not get into dental school, like something that was at more as a backup plan. So, but public health is, it's also very useful as a dentist. Basically the idea as a public health person is that we're going to approach uh, healthcare as like at a community level instead of an individual level. So instead of trying to get one person to stop drinking Mountain Dew so that they don't get cavities, we're trying to get a whole like generation of people to just not choose Mountain Dew before they get a cavity. So we're working, we're working more at a population level. Do you, you do know that uh, Mountain Dew stock 
is actually doing quite well. <laughs> I was say, you said Mountain Dew. I just, I just want to throw that out there. So that was an example, Gary. I don't think he looked into the stock. I don't think he looked into the stock before he made that statement. NASCAR is the only thing that's open right now. So. <laughs> well, okay. Good you know what, Jen? Good, 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 good rebuttal. Good rebuttal. Let's get back on, on. I'm actually very curious to know what's been going on with your application since the whole COVID situation. How it was? How was it whenever you were um, getting ready to take the DATs, which you took in June? How has that yeah. COVID changed all that? Yeah. So I had originally scheduled for the DAT to take it in May because I was expecting the application to open early June, but obviously COVID hit and that caused my, so the DAT was in the whole um, pro metric center was closed. So my DAT immediately got canceled. And then that ended up causing me to get kicked to where I had to book for July. But I was lucky enough that I saw on the news that Tampa was opening stuff up again and I immediately checked ProMetric and they said they were opening so I was able to get an earlier date in June like as soon as they opened which was um I was very happy about and follow up you 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 and I had talked earlier and you'd mentioned the fact that there are some people that would get the accept or would get the uh email the night before saying that their date has either been changed or canceled right talk more about that yeah, so any student taking any tests at a ProMetric Center, you have to get a confirmation 24 hours in advance saying you're good to go, you can take this test. But what was happening was that ProMetric was sending, instead of sending a confirmation 24 hours, most a good, I don't know if I'd say half, maybe 30% of students were getting an email that said your test has been canceled and that you can't take it. So say I was canceled in June, which a lot of kids were, they aren't taking their test until like now in August. Wow. Um, some are even taking it in September. But you already took yours, right? Right. Yes. But, but I mean, I he's talking about others. to get a okay. So that you have a, a one up on them. <laughs> and the competition yeah. begins. <laughs> I, I'm just saying like, you're, so you're, you, 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 you have an advantage in the game. Yeah, it's, I mean, they also, we don't really, as an applicant, we are still confused because most schools are saying that they will offer basically interviews and acceptances without a DAT, but we don't know how that plays into them selecting who gets an interview. Like if if a student is competitive, but another student has a 21 on his DAT and you don't have anything, we well, don't know. This is what I'm going to say. I, I currently do not uh, work at any university and have zero affiliation with any university. But many years ago, I did. And if you have if you have the scores and the grades, uh, you're going to be a high pick. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, Kyle or Walter have, have, right. have something uh, you know, but, to no. say about that, but... I, I think what you did with your um, public health degree, I mean, everybody applying uh, as basically the um, the pre-professional degree, biology or chemistry or whatever. So to have that degree to help you stand out, I think 
that was very insightful for you to right. to think that far ahead and do that. I think, and this, I mean, I don't, I'm not happy about COVID, but I will say the That's one That's good positive, to hear, Jack, that you're not happy about it. <laughs> you're not happy about it. That's we, good. We, we like that. We like that. We like that. <laughs> Write that in your statement, your personal statement. <laughs> That, that I'm not my, happy about it. That's, my first, that's the first line they read. Yes, he's already in. He's going to be in immediately. But I will and say, you got twenty ones. You're good. Thumbs up. Go ahead, but, um, As a public health measure, this idea of like social distancing and yeah. what would we do if a new virus like that was stuff I've already had like classes and lectures on all of this. So it wasn't something that's new to me. Okay. So. I've, I at least feel Good like point. if they ask me some COVID like related questions, I can have some pretty w- well put together answers without having to put too much like that's, stress into it. No, that's a good point that you mentioned because, you know, like for instance, I was a biology major, uh, chemistry minor, nothing at all to do with public health. Uh, so like in a situation like this, I would have, no answer right. to any questions related to like what's going on. So that I think that's actually very, uh, very beneficial uh, to the situ- well, current uh, situation. You know, one thing though that disturbs me is what he mentioned about how now kids um, their tests have been delayed for another two months, three months, right? This kind of puts it in a situation now where what are schools actually going to do about you remember you remember the December first deadline where like oh December first you knew you got into dental school like that's got to right. that's got to be pushed back now and then interviews are going to have to be what Skype uh, um, Zoom yeah Which I I think that's actually beneficial for the. The, the Skype, the, the, yeah. the Skype interview that's going to save you a ton of money in travel. Yes, Kyle, it's going to save you a ton of money, but that human to human interaction is usually what some people kind of leaned on, right? If you have that personality, you can crack jokes, you can do. All, it's almost kind of cold whenever you're you're sitting there I, talking to a screen. I think so. I slightly, I slightly disagree. Go ahead. I slightly disagree. You've never because, agreed with me, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So I can't, I can't talk about any other dental school besides right. the dental school that I went to, which is Howard university. Right. And Howard university takes 75% of every person they interview. So like if you're, if you show up on the day for your interview, you have a 75% likelihood that you are going to be accepted into that class. So that means that you have to say something really egregious or do something like really stupid to not get accepted. And people do, clearly. Right, That's right. why it's 75% and not 100. No. Uh, I, so I don't know. How many dental schools did you apply to? Okay, that's a good question. So I've, I've applied to nine schools, and they did. Um, they pushed the date back to December 16th. And I know, like, I applied to UNC. Okay. And they added a January interview date. Mm. So I think that's how they're, I don't, I think what'll happen is that most schools won't, um, they're going to fill less of their spots on that early day and then start. Do you have any um, uh, family that lives in North Carolina? I do not. All right. So you know that uh, if you apply for the uh, residency, North Carolina residency, you're going to get a substantial decrease in your uh, 
Yes. Tui- yeah. Tuition. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, to make sure you know that. Yeah. That's why UNC is really high up on my list. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Just. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just make sure. I want to make sure you knew about that. Clearly, clearly you do, and that's why yeah. you applied there. Okay, mm-hmm. Jack. Let me ask yeah. a question about um, your your feeling about this whole entire process, right? Because I remember whenever, and by the way, I believe the average is about ten uh, schools that people apply to. At least it was um, whenever I was applying. But how has it been with you know? For example, when I was applying to dental school, we had studentdoctor.net. I'm not sure if you guys remember that, Kyle and uh, Gary. Yeah. 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 I right. Do remember. Yep. right. Do you guys still have student doctors so that yep. you guys can all talk about what's going on? And if that's the case, if so, what's like the biggest topic minus the whole COVID? What's the one thing that, you know, uh, people are talking about? Because for us, it was like, oh, have you guys studied for the DATs? My grades are this. Am I going to get in? You know, and there's always like assholes that like would be like, oh, I have a 28 and, and a 4.0. Do you think I'm going to get in? I'm like, yeah. You're, you're not right. getting in. Yeah, exactly. You Just suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So, so what's yeah. the biggest topic right now? in that in that studentdoctor.net yeah so i mean i i'm trying not to check student doctor every day (laughs) good good, Um, smart man i think they definitely have um the one thing that's useful is they have an interview tracker that shows what schools have sent out interviews and when they're going to be none none of the schools i've applied to have sent any out they're worried that like they're not taking their dat but um there was a there's a lot of stress so this taking it in august kills any shot at taking it again for to be like competitive for this cycle so like if you don't take if you take it in august and you get a 16 you really can't take it until november which is well i honestly i'm gonna tell you well okay so of course i graduated from dental school uh, a long time ago and i applied to dental school even longer ago (laughs) Uh, but, but like, as far as the DAT, like I wouldn't, t- like I wouldn't take like multiple multiple DATs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like whatever your score is on the first one, uh, if it's a reasonable score, you apply with it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily focus on like, let's say you got like a, I don't know, a nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call that number, and that's I wouldn't focus on like oh like I need a twenty three on it to to get into dental school like I wouldn't necessarily focus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nineteen is gonna get you in somewhere. Well, Gary it might not be like where you want to go, but it's well, somewhere. But Gary, Gary, what he's getting at, I yeah. think, and Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, is if you have a low score and you took it in, let's just say May you still had an opportunity to take it again before the actual interviews were given out. So you could hit it up again before that. Correct, Jack? Yeah. You see me? I get that, but but I I feel like there's a misconception on what is a low score and what is a high score. Well, I I say that's the average, but I say if the average is like a 17, 18, and you got below that average, you're more than likely wanting to take that again. Tell me, I mean, no? Well, Well, I would say that People who are getting a seventeen are probably not going to fucking sorry are not going to take it again. Well, that's the people average. that got a nineteen are the ones that would be like, oh, I need to get this and I need to get a higher score. But I'm like, you don't really need to get a higher score. You need to do something 
else. Okay. So yeah. what if Something you got a six? So gonna, Gary, what if you got a sixteen, and average nationally is a seventeen? If you got a sixteen, would you take it again? Uh, not unless I was told I had to. Okay. okay. I I don't think if you have a sixteen, especially with how schools are right now, I don't know if sixteen would. It wouldn't like, get you in. I'll yeah, tell you that right now. Most schools have a um, like a, I, se- a seventeen. Seventeen is your, like exactly, exactly. Right. But so you you'd probably want to take it again, and that's what he's saying. That well, what if I'm took saying is test that early, what I'm saying is that in life, especially if you want to get somewhere <laughs> ahead of where you are, that a score is not necessarily the only thing that's going to get you there. Mm-hmm. No, there are but, other avenues. Go ahead, Kyle. Explore. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, please. Thank you. The, uh, I, I think you need definitely need that score because, yeah. you know, when they have thousands and thousands of people, they need that that score to weed out right. a significant it's amount a of people. Yeah, it's a and filter. Then, yeah, it's a filter. And you have to hit that those minimum numbers to even get your chance at the interview where you can show them who you are as a person. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. okay. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing though, that other than the DAT that kids are really stressing out about mm-hmm. is that basically all shadowing volunteering has been canceled mm-hmm. since January. Uh, of course. That's true. So of course. like if they were under, most schools have about a 50 or hundred hour, like that's how much you need to apply. So like they're trying to figure out what they do. I mean, there's some online I know some kids have talked about like virtual volunteering, but what, um, what is virtual kids, volunteering? Hey, well, we're all we're all gonna sign you off for an hour. <laughs> this is it right there. You're right. So that's three hours right there. You got there three you hours. Go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked into it too much. I know that there's like virtual meetings with like people at old folks' homes and like spicing up their day type of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, just like trying to. And who keeps I track get... of how many hours you have? You do no. I like these are people stressing out, but I mean, if they if yeah. and if in all honesty, they probably end up fudging the number. And right, I'd be like, yeah, I did a hundred. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> There's no one ever in any medical field that did not make it where they wanted to go based off of mm-hmm. community service. Yeah, hours requirements. That's true. That's I mean, true. I mean, like I hate. I mean, you know, I saw your face, and you're like, ah. But he's, he's <laughs> you know, Gary. He's, but this is he's, true. He's not tainted. It's the truth. He's like, not there's tainted. no one like. Yes, you're because you're you you automatically if you go in the healthcare field, you are automatically performing community service every day to every person that you see, and getting paid for it, and getting paid for and it. Get, but, but it's still community service. It's still. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it is. Th- I mean, it, it is. is still community service. It is. It, it, you know? it absolutely is. I agree with you. You know, yeah. and I and I really think that the um, as far as the education system, they're just trying to prepare you uh, to be aware that in your career you will be be providing community service. True. And okay. I think that I think that is more of the, you know, it's more of a, a roots type of thing than anything else. Okay. Well, let's let's stop here with uh, our questioning, and let's jump to and rotate and switch everything. Where Jack, you are now in charge of the podcast, sir. You ask us any questions you want to ask, and you point to whoever you want to answer the question, or you can just say, "Hey, this goes out to everybody." Okay. So, Jack, you are in charge. So, 
uh, Jack is now in charge. Uh, so welcome to Tooth Be Toad, round Man, two. It's never. How many podcasts <laughs> have you been on, Kyle? I don't think he's ever been like, oh, Kyle. this has never happened. It's not. Yeah, it's like, not because yeah. I, I like. Or even I like, I, has he ever been like, Kyle? You are totally in charge. We, no, absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> we can. He's we definitely can. never been. <laughs> that you're in charge. It's definitely not seen it to me. That's never happening. <laughs> Well, this is a, this is a good day. So, Jack, you are in charge, my man. Go ahead. Yeah, I think we can title this part of the podcast "Tell the Tooth" since everything's reversed. Okay. Oh. All right. I like it. Oh, oh, oh! See, you were, you came prepared. You I like did. It. That's, that's my corny joke of the day, my man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Bing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll start off with one of the easier ones. This most of my questions are pretty are all open ended for anyone to answer, but just. Walk me through, like, what was your process of deciding, like, which school was best for you? Mm. Oh, I, you, you I, need to pick someone. You have to pick someone to go first. Can I take yeah. that one? Go ahead, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, go ahead. The, 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 do not follow my example. Um, I moved around a lot just because I, I wanted, if I wanted to live somewhere, see what it was like. That's how I based my dental school uh, choices on where I applied. Uh, I was living in Montana at the time. I thought be cool to live in Colorado or North Carolina. I didn't look at the schools. I didn't look at stats. I didn't look at anything other than I think it'd be cool to live there. And I had my backups as Pennsylvania schools because that's where I'm from. Uh, so I would not recommend going that route. That was how I decided. Okay. Awesome. I, I, <laughs> no, that's actually, that's, that's actually very honest. Um, I mean, I went to University of Pittsburgh, so I said, well, Pitt's right here. And I knew the students, you know. I worked at the medical library, so I already kind of had an interaction and discussion and everything with the students, the dental students. So that was like kind of my, hey, my number one, right, because I knew everything that they had already gone through. Uh, and then everything else was like geographic, like, oh, okay, I would, you know, it would be kind of cool to go to North Carolina. It would be cool to go to Boston. It would be cool to, um, where else did I uh, apply? Howard, so you know, you know, like DC. I said it'll be great. It'll be great to go there. Uh, I know Howard is an awesome, you know, um, historically black college. So I would love to have that kind of experience. So for me, it was just like let's stay in the East Coast. I didn't even think of anything in the West Coast at all, to be honest with you, because I didn't know anybody there. And every state, every place that I I applied for, I knew some. If it wasn't like a an auntie or or a cousin or somebody that lived there, so I could, at least I had some kind of connection to it. You know, and Philly's where I'm from, so of course, um, Temple and uh, UPenn. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically. I've any. I've only applied. To, I just made a decision. I was only going to apply to places that, if I got accepted, I would legitimately like be willing to go there. I wasn't trying to just waste money. Right, and so um, you kind of did what Kyle did then. Yeah. Cool. I think. Um, yeah, that's basically been the th the just ultimately how i decided so if you were in my spot and you had never set foot on a dental school that you got accepted to how would you make a decision that you could spend four years there because obviously i'm gonna be doing virtual interviews Dr. so Dennis? i'm gonna go first on this one go ahead um because they accepted me <laughs> <laughs> makes sense <laughs> makes sense I, my story is way different from from theirs and uh you know 
I got accepted into one dental school out route or outright mm-hmm. without having to do anything else. Uh, didn't have to take a DAT again. Didn't have to take another post back or whatever. So that's the dental school that accepted me. So, you know, if they accepted me. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, the acceptance is, is key, right? Because when I was applying for dental school, I just wanted one school to say yes. And that, that's something I kept repeating over and over again. I applied to 10 schools, but I just wanted one school to say yes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But for me now, if I had to do it all over again, I think my biggest criteria would be what is the cheapest school? And I say that not to disrespect Smart. any schools, but you're pretty much going to get what you put into dental school. No school is better than that's probably why they stopped the ranking and stuff because the that's ranking why they have used to be boards. Right? You see, so again, exactly. it's just steady for the boards, and every school is pretty much the same. The only thing that's different is they're literally taking your money. Some schools are taking and robbing you, to be honest with you. And and, mm-hmm. and so you you got to just look at which one is cheaper. I promise you, when I say this, you get. Eighty percent of your education when you're done with dental school. Yeah, I want to. I just want to uh, correct uh, uh, Dr. Alka real quick on, on surprise, that one surprise. statement. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to say they're they are taking more of your money. Uh-huh. They're not. They're not. They're not robbing you. Okay. They are. They are taking more of your money as opposed to other schools that are taking less of your money. Okay. For you to achieve, achieve the same thing. Yes. They're not robbing you. Okay. They're not robbing you. Thank you. He's the politically it just, correct. It just one. it just costs more there for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Very mm-hmm. very true. I I would recommend um, something that in addition, if you get multiple acceptance, if you only get one, obviously go to that school. Right. Uh, but if you get multiple acceptance, I would be asking the schools, or even just during your interview process, like what the patient base is, because that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we ran into with Pitt mm-hmm. was we ran out of student or out of patients. Like they the keep. Tree you know, eliminating the requirements, you know, it went from 13 crowns down to six crowns, down to four crowns, down to maybe just do it on a, a tipodont tooth. Right. Uh, and if you want to come out of school with some experience uh, and maybe not have to do a residency, go to a school that has that patient population that you can learn whatever you want to on the patients because they have such a huge patient uh, pull to choose from. You, you so know that that would be the biggest thing I would recommend. Kyle, can I piggyback off of you? If you could <laughs> stay, I would say don't go to a school that's in the city because that means there's a lot of competition from dentists that either graduated or are living in that area. Right? Go to a school that's kind of remote because then you're going to have a lot of patients to choose from. Does that I make disagree. sense? Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. I mean, honestly, we're talking I, about I could, the number of patients. The whole, the whole statement. No, we're I, saying I, I, we're talking about the number of patients that you will be able to see in dental schools. And I honestly think if you have to, if you can go to a, a remote school or have a school that has a remote campus or a remote clinic, that also helps you to learn and to also think, get the patients. I think that's a great uh, post dental school. Okay. Mm-hmm. But while you're in dental school. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't think any of that is significant at all, uh, because you are going to see the patients that come to the school that are available. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like uh, if you're going to choose a city. I mean, one of the biggest things that hit the patient population in Pittsburgh was the elimination of you know 
root canals, uh, crowns, and and other things being covered by Medicare, Medicaid, uh, whenever the um, you know they rebudgeted everything. So look at that pa- patient population. What kind of services are being covered? How many services? How many? procedures are the the school the students are doing whenever they graduate Mm -hmm. i mean when i interviewed at temple they were like yeah you'll you'll graduate and you'll have done four or five hundred extractions or something because of you know their patient population right but if, if you get multiple acceptances i would also look what area you got accepted in as what's the cost of living there if it's in the middle of you know some I don't know if there's a school in San Francisco, but if you're going to school in there San is. Francisco, yeah, it's a, yeah. So you're going to be having a ton more student debt than coming out of, yeah. you know, maybe Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or some <clears throat> some place where the cost of living isn't quite as high. So consider those costs also if you have that opportunity to choose between different schools. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so the uh, as far as what you're going to do while you're in dental school, I wouldn't be concerned with that, like mm-hmm. at all. Because there's national boards, like it's, know, it's national. Oh, hold on, like, Gary. You know, I I, I disagree yeah. completely because what what you do in dental school allows you to know what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with, right? I can I completely disagree. What I do you mean? Disagree. Go ahead, go ahead. Because you can, like, for instance, like you don't you don't even know. All right, this is this is, this well, is as interesting. Far as, as, far as, as far as what Kyle said, as far as yeah. what Kyle said, it's like where you want to live, right. how much it costs. Like all that, that is very important. Okay. That is very important. But what you do right? as a dentist, but is like not- what you're doing as a dentist in dental school is is irrelevant because you're you're they're national boards. Like you are going to do the you same have to be thing. Able to pass those national like boards. yeah, you're going to do the same thing at every school in America. Like it's Kyle. exactly the nah, same. Kyle, nah, repeat, repeat what nah, you nah, nah, Okay, hold on. Kyle. experience. The more experience you have, the better chance you have of passing a clinical Thank exam you. that's national board. That's I, I agree with that. you. How many? You okay, okay. Let's put it this way. How many dental schools? Of, of all the dental schools in America, mm-hmm. how many dental schools have a high failure rate? Of the national boards. Well, that's a question that I don't even. Do you know? I don't know, but okay. I, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it's not high that's a, anywhere. That's a question. That's a question you ask during your interview. That's it. That's a good one. That's a very good question. That's to it. Ask. But what? they're gonna look at you and be like, nowhere, because it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> people are dentists from every school. <laughs> like like it's well, not, it, like it's not. Qu- questions yeah. you ask them are. How many people start in first year? Mm-hmm. How many people drop out after first year, after second year? How many people That's are passing the boards? I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a class, my class, I had a 80 in my class. And I think by the end of the first semester, we were probably down to, to 70 or something. So we lost 10 people out of the class because Dang. of that. They're, they're trying to. But how many did you go. gain? How many did you gain from the class above you? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, you talk about that so, part. So that's an important yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. So what? This is my. So obviously, I'm trying not to take out more debt, but I mean, I consider myself a pretty strong applicant. And two of the schools I've applied to are Harvard and Columbia, just because. Go to Columbia over Harvard. Yeah, but those schools. 
um, they put half their class into either ortho or OMFS residency programs. Do you see like value in those type of programs? Go to Columbia over Harvard. Okay, well, Gary, you can't keep repeating yourself without explaining why. <laughs> all right, all right. So here's the thing. All right, so so like Harvard, Harvard is going to, uh, you know, uh, every dental school is a dental school. All right. Yeah. No one, no one can be a specialist without being a dentist. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start with let's start with that. All right. But uh, when you have a dental school that is focused on uh, creating specialists and not focused on creating dentists, mm -hmm. general uh, dentist, general dentist. That's a general dentist. Yeah. yeah. Then then that's when that's when you start seeing these uh, weird discrepancies and. And, and and whatnot so i would ahead. definitely say like i'm in no ways like set on specializing but i would i would say like right now i can say i would be happy as a general dentist and i would love being a general dentist but i can also see how like once i get into school finding a specialty that i would like to go into and i just want to make sure i'm in a school that like will help me if i choose to do that well then that that happens to be every dental school right. in america yeah i mean you know, like Jack, every dental school in america is is geared to their 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 real goal is to create general dentists mm -hmm. i'm sorry walter i feel like i cut you off no 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 i was gonna say jack yeah. don't forget like if you have you know 50 people in your class right your ranking in that class matters it's not like all of a sudden uh, a, a person that was ranked number one at like i don't know temple is all of a sudden pushed to the side for somebody who's ranked number 30 at columbia that doesn't work like that you know what i mean your yeah. your ranking still matters so what school you go to doesn't matter because you're still competing against your classmates right well i think specifically like columbia and harvard they do so well specializing because they don't rank any student whatsoever oh well then they, hell i thought oh. you, same as you same <laughs> as you Penn. they're like oh we're in the top 10 percent but the problem with that is that you created a falsehood, and yeah. when those individuals are put in a situation where they actually have to uh, be accountable for being called the top ten percent of a, of dental schools Why? in America, Why are you talking like that? <laughs> like, like they 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 fail astronomically. When compared to people who were not put in that situation. The one thing, you guys are all practicing dentists or um, specialists. What, if you were looking for an associate, like what are you looking for? Like does class rank matter? Does their communication skills, like what's the most valuable thing that like dental students? None of that study? matters. None of it at all. It's basically okay. is, do you have a good personality? Mm-hmm. Do people like you? Are uh, you able to perform the procedures at a professional level uh, that require that is required in this actual establishment? Mm -hmm. So some establishments, uh, sorry, some establishments have different levels of requirements. Yeah. So what I'm saying uh, is that like you need to be able to, to do good dentistry. Can you do good dentistry? Do people like you? That's the only thing that matters. As far as like where you went to school and like all, none of that, none of that is matters. I'm sorry, Kyle. You look like you were you were gonna 
I, I'm act I actually just put an ad up for an associate, so I can somewhat answer that question. Um, class rank, no, doesn't matter to me. Uh, number of procedures you've done, that matters a little bit. Um, it's mainly somebody that is willing to be coached. If you're open, willing to learn, willing to go to continue an education, uh, learn from the owner doctor or you know, senior doctor, if you're Gary's right, it's your personality. How how well do you communicate with the patient? How uh, how easy you are to get along with? And really, the biggest thing I think that a lot of general dentists, at least private practice and probably corporate, also is you don't want to have an associate that is going to leave in a year. Right. So if if you can convey that, look, I, I'm. I like this practice and, and you two are the two dentists are vibing with each other. Like having somebody that's going to be there long-term is going to, is a huge benefit. Like that kind of trumps everything else. Cause if somebody's only going to be there a year, they're only in it for the money. They're going to do all this treatment that I, me as the owner, I'm going to have to redo at, you know, for free for the patient after, after you're gone that that's a huge financial hit to me it's mm -hmm. a huge trust issue with the patients now that i brought in somebody that isn't there to you know fix the problems anymore the if the dentistry is not lasting that kind of thing so um that's the biggest thing i'm looking for is somebody that's planning on being in my area or at my practice uh long term mm -hmm. and also um you know as far as uh uh kyle was saying is same thing it's like if if someone's going to be there then i'm sorry i lost my complete <laughs> You're I, good. Think I, drank, I think i drank too much <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> next question yeah um could you delete that shit out could you... okay so let's see the next thing what so you guys obviously, I mean, if you went to Pitt and you're in central time, you're not practicing in that state. If you chose to go to a, a dental school, how did you uh, like find a good associateship or a good role for you in the state where you chose to practice that wasn't where you went to school? That's a good one. That's a very That's good tough. question. Um, I know for me, when I was finishing residency, uh, I couldn't find a I couldn't find a job or at least a full time job in Pittsburgh. There mm -hmm. weren't periodontists that were looking for anybody to bring on. Uh, I found one full time job in like uh, Mansfield or something. It was like the middle of Pennsylvania, um, and I just wasn't trying to move there. I really wasn't. It, that was really my decision. So then uh, I want to say Gary was the one that said, "Hey, you know, Houston is growing. Houston has some opportunities." And so I started looking to the Houston area. And it was just a nice opportunity to just kind of go somewhere different, at least for me, because I had no ties. I didn't have a family or anything at all. I'm talking about, like, my, my kids or anything like that at all, you know what I mean? Uh, and mm -hmm. my brothers and stuff were already in college. So to me, there was no, like, nothing holding me to one location, you see? Mm -hmm. So if it would have been like, oh, hey, Colorado has some grit spot, I'd be like, cool, let me go check out Colorado. What does it matter to me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, that was the reason why. I, I would say um, the 
if you want to get the experience from corporate, I mean, you, you can just go on their websites. It's pretty easy to find a job with corporate. If you're looking to get into private practice, the I think a good place to start looking is each state's local dental societies, meaning you know Pennsylvania has PAGD or the uh, Pennsylvania Dental Association through the ADA. Um, there's a jobs job boards where things get posted on there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's if you find an area that you're wanting to live in, you know just start you know make a letter, draw go it to a bunch, pick out a handful of dental offices and yes. walk in and you know bring some food for the front desk girls so you there's your in and uh say hey could you please give this to the doctor basically hey i'm looking to move to the area uh are you looking to hire an associate do you know anybody that is and uh through building that network you'll be able to find some opportunities also Kyle, can you can I just what? jump on that real quick? Actually, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did when I was in uh, Pittsburgh and I was looking for a job in Houston. I literally went on to the um, the uh, uh, perio dot org, um, uh, what's it called, directory, and mm-hmm. found all the dentists, all the periodontists that were in Houston, and I literally found their emails and phone numbers, and I sent out my resume to every single person on there. Like, hey, I'm trying to move into this area. I would really love to have a sit down with you if you're looking for an associate. And I got maybe like five back, but I might have sent out like a hundred. But it doesn't take much to send an email, right? Because all you do is just copy, right. paste, and send. You know, so yeah. that that was actually, yeah, that's a great one, Kyle. Oh, so here's the thing. Is that... <clears throat> this is going to go somewhere. You're not graduating from dental school. You're starting dental school. All right, so like... All of that is where you're going to live is is kind of you have four years to figure mm-hmm. that out. Like it, that, that's not important right now, <laughs> honestly. Like it's it's not. It's really not. It's really not. The most important thing is like you know, are you going to go to a dental school where you can actually live for four years mm-hmm. and be and be? I mean, I I want I, I don't want to say like be satisfied when you look out the window. But because it's dental school, so it doesn't really matter if you're satisfied or not when you look out the window. When you graduate from dental school and you're like, where do I want to go after that? Mm-hmm. That's when it, it matters when you look out the window. Are you happy where, you, where you're looking? You know? But for dental school, like, it, that, it, 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 just, that's, it doesn't matter right now. So, so Dr. Dennis wants you to be miserable in dental school. I'm not saying that. that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's dental school. Like you're going to be miserable wherever you go. At least have yeah. at least have. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> but, but you could what? be you could be in 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 Buffalo or you could be in Miami. Guess what? You're going to be happy. You're, you're not going to be outside. <laughs> like, like, so it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter at all. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah, actually excited for the next four years. Yeah. He is he is half correct. Yeah, you you you're you're entering into a a a world of misery. 
Oh no. my Jesus but, Lord! No, but, let me stop. But there's there's a there's a beautiful Gary, light at the end of the Gary, tunnel. I there's, stop there's a beautiful I, light at the end of the tunnel. I have to stop you because if okay, if, okay. if you think that for four years you're going to be miserable, then you're going to be miserable for four years. You're not going to learn anything. Oh dear, you can't go in there like that. I'm sorry. No, that, yeah, that's not that's not that. the that's not the right attitude <laughs> to all, have at all at right. all. Because that's I mean dental no, school. I had I had I had a wonderful time in dental school. I had a good time in dental school as well. So yeah, you can't say that. Please, Jack, continue. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I, I get what he's saying. Right. Um, my, I, she definitely told me I was supposed to name drop her, but my girlfriend is a, she's a dental student. So I see how she like puts on the face for pre-dentals that like life's, life's good and we're all happy. And then I see her, like I hang out with her afterwards and I see what's really going on in dental school. So. <laughs> she's doing it for the gram. She's doing yeah. it for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. So I've definitely listened to, I forget what episode it is. It's um one where you guys talk about like would you recommend your kid going into dentistry? That's like almost mm-hmm. any other episode. Yeah, that was not too far along. <laughs> and, and, ins- yeah. and insurance yeah. is the other episodes. <laughs> yeah, but so like dentistry. I mean, that's a common, especially on student doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always some dentist or someone in the dental field that hops in and like says, no, they wouldn't recommend it just because of debt or insurances. But what, like when I'm looking at dentistry, like the thing that I value about dentistry is like kind of like the culture and the individuals that are going into it. It seems like it's a profession that's increasing. What value do you place on like the, the individuals in like, the environment that dentistry has given you like the lifestyle outside of debt and like finances and stuff. I know that's a weird question because you just asked you like, it was like a multifaceted question. Yeah. It's a big one. <laughs> um, um, okay. Let me, let me just say yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so for me, you know, I've, I've always, I mean, I've wanted to be a dentist since I was like 10 years old. Right. And mm-hmm. when we were going through dental school, it, it wasn't what I expected. Right. I was, you're right. I mean, Gary was correct. It was miserable times sometimes. Right. But I kept mm-hmm. reminding myself that one, I chose to do this. It was my fault. It was my decision to do this. <laughs> so I need to kind of just say, you know what, find the best in, in this situation. Uh, and I honestly believe that dentistry is a really fun, op- I mean, it's a, I, I love dentistry. It's a really fun uh, um, career to do. I, I mm-hmm. truly, in my heart, believe that. Yes, insurance makes it suck sometimes. People make it suck sometimes. But the overall, think about it. You're literally doing not a lot, but getting paid a lot. Does that make sense? Meaning that, yeah. like, you're not doing heart surgery, but you're getting paid like you're a heart surgeon. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so in the end dentistry is what you put into it and a lot of people i think that are completely miserable with dentistry are the people that went in thinking i'm just gonna get paid a good you know a lot of money and and weren't in it for this fact that they're doing dentistry and wanted to improve and wanted to excel as dentist you know what i mean so for me Uh personally i don't listen to a lot of people it's kind of like remember when you were taking um oral or uh, what is it uh, organic chemistry and everybody Mm -hmm. was like oh it's gonna be Mm -hmm. really hard it's gonna be really hard if you listen to them then you're gonna sit there and be like oh my god what am i getting myself into but if you go in there with an open mind that hey i might be able to do this and you might realize like it's not as bad as other people uh uh, thought it was you know and then you got to figure out why they think it's bad is it because they just didn't prepare is it because they just i don't know know, you know know, what i mean there's so many factors 
I know organic, I guess that was like off the cuff, but I mean, I, that actually excites me because I mean, I was there kind of the go. same way. Same here. I walked, I, I was scared of organic a whole my freshman year, but I actually went through organic and now I teach organic chemistry and like, and like a get paid to teach organic right. chemistry, which is nice. Right. And it's like, there's, that makes me happy to know that not everyone is as bleak about the future right. of dentistry we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we hated dentistry so much why would we mm-hmm. talk more about dentistry if we hated dentistry yeah you see yeah, what i mean I, I, yeah. I, I, to me i think it's it's very individualized and i think that the people that are miserable in dentistry are the ones that went in for the wrong reason but i'll stop mm-hmm. there D- dentistry gives you the opportunity to make it whatever you want it yes. to be uh, mm. if you want to you know yes. just put in the hours just do patient treatment then be an associate or working for corporate, that's the place for you. If you want to own your own business, if you want to step away from dentistry and just be the boss where, you know, you're just managing the dental office. uh, If you want to, you know, if you want to make as much money as as you think you, uh, you need it, the opportunities are all there. If you want to be a traveling dentist, Mm -hmm. uh, locum tenums, or you want to go on a cruise ship and treat people, if you want to, you know, do mission trips or right. you know, volunteer dentistry, public health dentistry. There's just so many options to go into, and uh, it's it, it it's a great field because yeah. you really can make it anything you want it to be. And once you get over that debt barrier of you know, having to pay back um, for what everything costs and dealing with the insurance companies. I mean, sure, everybody has patients that are going to wear you down. Everybody has different things that, uh, you know, make the job suck. But you also have all the things that make it such a worthwhile and rewarding profession. Mm-hmm. All right. So I completely agree with uh, both Dr. Aka and Dr. Dumbert. But... It, like the 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 thing where you have to start out at is do you really want to be working in people's stink mouths mm-hmm. every day and then not just in their stink mouth but then have to deal with their stink attitude <laughs> with their stink mouth <laughs> at the same time <laughs> all right mm-hmm. if the answer is yes i can do it then you need to do it but if the answer is no, then it, it says, this might not be the profession. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think you asked about lifestyle. Yes. Uh, what lifestyle has dentistry afforded you afforded us? I mean, if you want to drive a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, or, or you, you can set up your life yeah. to be as extravagant as you want it to be. Very true. You're yes. going to have to work forever uh, to you know pay for those toys and those, the vacations and everything else. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to you know live a more humble life, you don't have to work quite as hard anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, at that point, you're working because you enjoy it, not because you have to. Yeah. It's like I said, it, it's whatever path you want to take, but dentistry affords you to do whatever you want with your lifestyle that you see fit for yourself. You know, for example, mm-hmm. I know a friend of mine who works um, two or three days a week, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he's yeah. like, I've paid my student loans off. I have no responsibility kids wise or anything. Works two or three days a week and is still making over 200000 yeah. There aren't that many. Uh, professions you can do that 
Right. Yeah. You see what I mean? So, so you like, like, like the gentleman said, you, you put everything in perspective, and you have to look at it and say, what do I want for my life? Do I want, like you said, the big house, the Lambo, and all that stuff, or am I just comfortable with just making good enough money and being able to be free to do other stuff? And I mm-hmm. think dentistry allows you to do other stuff. Like, I mean, I know Dr. Dennis, you were talking about uh, brewing beer and stuff like that. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? If you I were, make, I make beer. He makes beer, I do make beer. right? <laughs> he does this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He does I this mean, podcast with us. You see what I'm saying? There's so many other things that we can do outside of dentistry. Yeah. I think, I mean, the one of the dentists I shadowed back in Florida, I mean, it's just funny because when I told him I wanted to be a dentist, the first thing he asked me was, how good is your golf swing? And I was like, I mean, okay. And he's like, we're going to have to get you a better golf swing. If you're going to be a good dentist, you're going to have a lot of time on your hands. And I was like, I, I didn't know how to respond to it. I was in high school. But it's like you see a mixture of some dentists who are just like calm and relaxed, only working three days, and some are like grinding five days a week. And there's it just there's a spectrum of how hard you want to work in it. You know, everyone has different goals. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I mean, the main thing is that, you know, to to, to get where you want to go, you got to start at the beginning. That's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right there. And there, there's always help mm-hmm. available with with dentistry. There is a huge, you know, huge industry in our country, in the world. There, There's always help available through business consultants, through um, you know, clinical consultants, CE classes. And the more you invest in that and the more you learn, the easier things are going to be. You're going to have that network of, of support around you. You're going to have that knowledge of how to take care of things yourself and build your life to the point where you you can do with it what you want. If you don't know anything about business and you're trying to own your own business yes it's going to be stressful it's going to be you're going to be grinding five six seven days a week trying to figure all that stuff out uh and hating life because of it but don't be afraid to reach out for help or bring the consultants in uh it's trial and error and you know that support system is there Mm -hmm. awesome um, I don't know. Do we have time for one more? Or we want- yeah, away. we got time. Ask we got away. Time. Cool. This is your yeah. podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I guess just so, I mean, obviously the, there is this idea that, I mean, dentistry is, I mean, debt is like, you have to have, is like every dentist has debt. You guys have been mm-hmm. in dentistry for a while. Do you see there being any solution to at least keeping like, the price at least constant or like what what do you think the, the solution Bernie is? Sanders <laughs> Elizabeth uh, Warren uh, no. what do you mean what do you mean, the, what do you mean the price of what the price of like dental schools yeah like it, it seems to always be increasing yeah. and like at some point that's not sustainable it's de- supply oh, it's, and demand it's always going to increase man well, it's supply it's and demand though right Gary like they, they're building more dental schools because there are people that want to apply to dental school I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If if I don't want to pay for dental school, and let's say Dr. Dennis wants to pay for that dental school, they're gonna keep raising the price until somebody says, "I," until everybody says they don't want to pay for that school. Uh huh. Yeah. That's really. I I mean, mean, it's like it's. it's, I think we. It's it's capitalism. You're you're living in the United States. It's capitalism. Like it is what it is. Uh, you know the the one of the benefits of dentistry, and I'm I'm gonna say medicine as well is that 
uh, you actually have an opportunity to pay your loans back. Like you will actually make enough money, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, to yeah, to pay your loans back. Uh, there's there's a lot of other fields where uh, you will not have that opportunity. Like the the debt is is more than the potential income potential. Mm-hmm. You know, but with dentistry uh, in medicine, uh, you actually have the opportunity where that, uh, yeah, you're you're going to pay a whole lot of money in student loans. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, you know, what's but, funny, though, guys, it, it's amazing to me how student loan um, uh, fees and stuff are going up. But what insurance is reimbursing us for stuff is going down. So it's almost like, you know, it's almost like it's getting to a point where you have to do double just to kind of stay level. Does that make any sense? That that is why I said, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully you will be able to uh, uh, pay those back. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, at the same time, like a if you if you if you are on federal student loans, that is not going to affect your credit rate at all, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you still can buy a home, you can buy a house, whatever. It doesn't matter if you have six hundred thousand dollars in federal student loans. I hope to God you don't have six hundred thousand dollars in student loans, but uh, that's not going to have an effect on your ability, on your credit, uh, for your ability to buy a house or buy a car or anything like that. Uh, okay. But uh, the government will want their money back at some yeah. point though i i think to uh answer your your question about how to control the student or the uh the rising cost i i think the biggest problem is the reason they're going up is the money is available so mm-hmm. as long as the people are applying and the government private lenders mm-hmm. make that money available to basically borrow whatever we want the schools can continue to raise their prices True. And, yeah. and until that gets fixed the the prices are going to continue to go up on the other hand with i i know i in dental school big numbers to me were like oh man i got to spend a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars on a book or something Mm -hmm. uh once you get out and 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 you're looking at this mountain of debt two three four five hundred thousand dollars it seems like this huge incredible number but i mean that money is going to pay itself. Uh, the, that is just this huge investment that's going to pay itself 10, 20, 30 times over, over your career where, I mean, what's the average price of, of, of some houses in, in areas three, four, you know, $400,000 or something mm-hmm. that is an invest. If you're doing that as an investment, you're, it's not going to pay near what it is. So people are coming out of dental school, $400,000 saying, Oh, woe is me. I've got this student debt, but then they go buy a Beamer. They go buy, you know, quarter million or half a million dollar house. Like it, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's at least that dental education is going to give you a job that's paying you two, three, $400,000 a year, depending on what you do with it. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, like you mentioned San Francisco, I was looking, if I went to San Francisco, it's, they're expected tuitions, 150,000 a year. Oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> but it's it. sa- okay. So, but at the same time, San Francisco is what, like the, probably the most expensive six, city. Uh, or it's either the six or the, Gary, that's, I don't know if it's the most, 150, but anyway. that's just tuition. 
You're not even yeah, talking yeah, about but, living. But at the same space. time, so you have, to th- you have to think about it like this. So <laughs> if you were to matriculate through that school, Four graduate, years. and stay there, right? Stay there and work, right? Your average cost for a crown is going to be three times Kyle's cost for a crown because the cost of living is three times as much. Not necessarily mm-hmm. if insurance is involved. That's not always oh. true if insurance is involved. Well, you you well, can charge we'll, we'll whatever you want for it. You can charge whatever. I don't. You I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't know what the <laughs> state. The, you know, <laughs> like oh, state on, on every insurance. You know, whatever for right. for San Francisco. No, what whatever. I'm what I'm getting at, what? Gary, is like think about it. If it's two hundred, let's just say it's two hundred thousand dollars every year. That's eight hundred thousand dollars that they're going to graduate in debt. Eight hundred thousand dollars. I don't ridiculous. care where I mean, you I, live. I, I, that's, that's I think I think a hundred thousand dollars is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So like eight hundred thousand. Yeah, I think it's. That's, I mean, I would oh agree. Yeah, it's God. ridiculous. It is. That but is also, dirty. but I think you have to consider like where you're going to school. Like if you're going to school in San Francisco, if you're going to school in New York, mm-hmm. as opposed to going to North Carolina, mm-hmm. like uh, of course these schools are going to cost more because the cost of living is more. So yeah. like, I mean, you, I'm I'm just saying that like. Like it's not a think about these things before you say yes, yes to exactly. a certain area. Please, please figure yeah. out exactly get a rough idea of what your expense or what your total debt is gonna be right. and what that what that payment is gonna look like coming out. Be prepared to you to be paying four, five, six thousand dollars a month yeah. for you know, potentially twenty years. Yeah, uh, and, and, if you're if you're gonna say yes to San Francisco. Yeah. And and let me just say or, too if you don't have to borrow all the money, don't, right? Because I remember uh-huh. when I was in dental school, they're like, oh, yeah, you have up to this amount to borrow. And I'm like, yeah, give it all to me. Come on, give it to me, right? Yeah. If yep. you don't need it because you saved but money. But you don't know. You, well, I'm just saying if you, if you have money like in your savings well, account or something, then maybe you say, okay, well, I'll borrow you know, uh, whatever it is minus the amount that I have in my savings account. That's all I'm saying. It's like you don't have to borrow that because let's just say you no. don't borrow $10,000 at a 5% interest rate. By the time you're done, that 10000 might be like 30000 mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what I'm getting at. No, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Complete sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I, the I problem maximum that you just don't yeah. know what you need. And exactly. you get that, you get, yeah. you get that one opportunity to, to get the money keep it in your bank account, just don't spend it. Or if you get to the end of the semester and you have all this extra money or the end of the year, pay it back at that point. But I, I think it's it, it's kind of like going through this whole COVID thing. Like spend as a business it. owner, I, live I, once. I, I get the PPP loan. I got <laughs> business lines of credit, all this stuff. I, you get money, you get cash in the bank for you know a rainy day mm-hmm. if, if you need it. I think you take out the maximum, keep it in your bank account, and just don't be stupid with how you spend it. And mm-hmm. if you have money left over at the end of the year, either don't take out as much the following year or you you pay some of it back. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's so, it's a hard it's a hard line. Yeah, I definitely think like I mean schools like um, North Carolina and then University of Connecticut they both do that um, where you can switch to in state tuition uh, pretty easily, which is Seems like a great gig, but it also makes UNC probably the most one of the most competitive out of state student like schools in the country. So I'm gonna say oh this is what I want to say about UNC. So UNC is actually is a very good school. Um 
but Let, the, the student population. <laughs> no, I'm saying the student the student population is actually is actually quite small. Mm-hmm. So, so it's more competitive. Your class size your class size is about half the size of most other dental schools. So you only have about forty people per class as opposed to seventy five eighty, mm-hmm. which is in if if you want to look at it from um, a instructive point of view, it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. But it's also detrimental if you look at it from a student body point of view, because that means you're getting half of the information from the student body. Because mm-hmm. you're half of the students. Uh, this is this is where I'm going with. Uh, please, that, I'm very confused right now. What's going on? All right. So, so when you're in professional school, you learn one third of everything you're going to learn from your professors. You learn one third of everything you're going to learn. You're going to learn from yourself. You learn one third for everything you're going to learn from your fellow students. Where, where so you, you have half the fellow. Kyle, don't don't question but his made up. I'm gonna send them to you. I'm gonna send them to you tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Here's my question. So a third of what a third of everything you're gonna learn in professional school is from your fellow students. Okay. So if you have half the students, then that means that you're gonna learn half of what everyone else is gonna learn. Wouldn't the like the ratio of like D twos to D ones though be the same at any school because they have the same so like wouldn't you be able to you'd have the same access to a student, right? I think but you was, have half I think the was, students. I think he was trying to be deep, and it just I don't know. I I you lost. Let's have the students. <laughs> yes, that's we, that's, we, that's half of the ideas. We, that's half of the personalities. That's half of. So you're true. saying that you're saying that a school like uh, UNC that has 150 students is better than a school that's like that has. No, 60. I'm saying I'm saying that a school with 150 students has has better access to professors, but is losing creativity from the student body. I, yeah, I get what he's saying now. You I might understand. Be, you might be the only one, Thank Jack. You. <laughs> you might be the only one that understands what he's it's, saying. That's yeah, right. You, get you, if, if you understand, uh, you, no, then I made my point. Then I made my point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jack, do you have any other questions for us? Um, I think I'll – I mean, one more. Just what – this is just um, – what obviously everyone that goes into dental school is like a a good student and they're like they've already excelled what did you see while you were in dental school that allowed students to excel compared like to continue to get to the top of their dental class when like because i know a lot of students have like that problems with like like if you go, you're the top dog in undergrad, but then you go to dental school and all of a sudden you're like middle of the pack. The ones, the ones that didn't excel previously excelled in dental school. Yeah. Mo- most of the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in okay. my opinion. So, so my class, uh, class of 2009, was probably one of the most competitive, like cutthroat, classes i think they had at school for a while and i say that not because i'm getting making stuff up but no the actual dean told me that and on top of that he came to our class a few times to settle disputes within our class um so dentistry dental school i think that's the worst part of dental school is 
people are so competitive after like maybe the first exam is when you really see who people are right for the first mm-hmm. like month everybody's best friends with each other they they all want to go grab drinks together and so forth after that first test and you see where everybody kind of ranks a little bit that's when people just kind of their fangs come out right and it's yeah. like oh mm-hmm. i'm great so i'm gonna stick to that being great i'm gonna do whatever it takes to be here or um you know i'm not as good as I thought I was because in undergrad I was excellent. Now I got to do all this extra stuff. So people's personalities start to shape what's happening in dental school. And then there are some people that don't do well and they just kind of give up and just say, I'm just going to just try to pass. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I'm, I'm just speaking for my class, by the way. Uh, so it kind of, it was one of those things where you'll see people just kind of uh, matriculate and go through and you'll see where everybody falls. But the one thing I will tell you is your motivation is your motivation and you don't want to listen to your classmates because 80% of your classmates are going to lie about something. If it's like, oh, what did you get on that test? Oh, I didn't do that well. You know what I mean? But they probably killed it. You know, So don't listen to anybody. Play your game. Play your, t- you know, play your, the way you want to study. Study the way you, I mean, what, what got you there? What got you there? It was good enough to get you there. So stick to that. Make friends. Honestly, be cool with everybody. But I'm gonna tell you, there are people that are gonna like not like you just because you know you because you did well on an exam or whatever. So depending on people for your happiness in dental school is the worst thing you could possibly do. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Don't don't yeah don't tell anyone uh, your your scores. Right. Yeah. Or you want to uh, specialize. But you definitely. But you definitely you definitely need to develop a network. Uh, as far as, um, how do I say this? Uh, old information. I'm gonna call it that way. <laughs> old information. Old, old information is out there and you need a, you need a network. Yes. Oldie but goodies. Uh, yeah. To, to get that old information because yeah. that old information is what gets people through. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just say sometimes yeah, I, old, ex- old information shows up on new uh evaluations <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, i think oh. old information is what we like to <laughs> yeah. i think that's a good right uh, old information shows up on yeah. yeah exactly yeah. old information shows yeah. up on new evaluation let's just put it that way yeah yeah <laughs> on new evaluations i like that yes yes i would say i always go go into it always willing to help out your fellow classmates because yes dentistry breeds that competitiveness like yes. what was saying yeah and mm-hmm. that that follows us into our professional career mm-hmm. where you know we we want to be considered the best in the area we don't want to help the other offices that are around us but honestly to to network with the other dentists in the area wherever you settle in uh you're all helping each other out if you're building that community within your your, your dental community it's going to make everybody's lives easier. You're going to be able to lean on each other. If you're a single practitioner, you own your own place. It's good to have other dentist friends in your area say, Hey, look, I'm going out of town for a week or two. Is Could you cover my emergencies for me? Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, we can lean on each other. We can learn from each other and we can elevate the, the level of dentistry for everybody, not just the dentist that we're providing, to, but the patients that are receiving our care. Mm-hmm. And I think that all that all starts in dental school because that's where that competitive nature. I mean, you're going through it right now. You're trying to compete with everybody, you know, trying to get into dental school. So yeah, it, it's just, yeah, yeah they, they they breed that in us, and we gotta fight that and just help each other out because it, it's rough. I, you're all in this together, 
I mean, it, it, it is going to suck, but that something that helps you get through is, all right, this is going to suck, but it's going to suck for all of us. And we're all in this together and we're, we just need to help each other out. Nice. Wise words, Kyle. Wise, I, I, wise yeah. words. Couldn't have said, we're going to end it there again. I think Kyle's been killing it recently with just these yeah. am- <laughs> amazing uh, words at the end. And so we're going to leave it there, but Jack, thank you so much for coming on and, and just, you know, talking to us and, uh, kind of allowing us to relive, I guess, the, either the excitement or trauma of dental school. Uh, <laughs> so what do you say? When are you going to take the LSAT? The, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's, it's been fun. You know, so, honestly, uh, joking, thank you for your patience. I think that's probably what, <laughs> what, uh, what I, we're... I've had, had a good time. <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, I will say, again, in the end, I think, Kyle, you said it best, man. Just let's all stick together. Let's all try to help each other through all this because, honestly, dentistry is it's fun. It can be incredibly fun, but it can be incredibly stressful if you feel like you're the only person going through it. And that's Especially how now. Especially, Especially now. now. With that's the way how, things are now. Yes, sir. Like and, and that's uh, that's. And that's what dentistry does. It, it should bring us together. And I think if we do this right, yeah. it will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, again, thank you, Jack. We really appreciate you for coming on. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. You know what? Just enjoy the rest of your day and uh, enjoy the process, man. Enjoy going through dentistry. Enjoy going through dental school. Learn as much as you possibly can, man. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have good grades, got good scores. Like, you're probably going to get accepted to a whole bunch of fucking schools yeah, and shit. Man. Like, enjoy it. Fucking enjoy your summer. <laughs> enjoy That's your all. summer. Enjoy your fucking summer. Man. Enjoy your enjoy, freedom. Like, do. Anything, well, I mean, within legal limits, COVID's a problem, you know, but, but like, I don't know. I would say, like, do what you want to do before dental school starts right. because, yeah. like, once it starts, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, a, I, that's the one thing I will say is like, dental school, I don't think was hard at all, but it was a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Very it's hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I personally think it was hard. It, it, I think it, it was a lot of fucking memorization, like yes. fucking regurgitation, like fucking blah, 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 blah. But anyway, but anyway, that's my personal opinion. But Kyle says it's hard. But it might. Some people. It might be hard. No. But a year or two from now, I'll uh, I'll check in. I'll let yes, you know. You come. You hard. come back on. But it's a lot of sacrifice, man. No. No. For real. I th- I think everyone on here would agree that it's it's a lot of yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. So like. Just be prepared for the sacrifice. Like I lost, I I missed birthdays, I missed weddings, mm-hmm. I miss a I miss a whole lot of shit, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you miss uh, your good twenties. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like I missed you a miss whole lot of fucking yeah. stuff. So yeah. it's a lot of sacrifice. So just make sure you are ready for that sacrifice. I think if anything else, be ready for the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you seem like you're you you seem like you're pretty prepared right. and you look pretty like focused or everything, but like. They're sacrifices. So just be, just be okay. aware of that. Okay. Well, yeah. we now yeah. know what the word of the day is: sacrifice. By sacrifice. Dr. Dennis. <laughs> 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 Jack, my man, enjoy yourself, please. Enjoy this journey, okay? Yeah. All right, brother. We'll talk yeah, to man. you soon, and Live just come up. back and and let us know how your first year went, or or what's going on with you now that you're once you get into dental school. And I say when, so when you get into dental school, you let us know what your first year looked like. Okay. Tell us how North Carolina is. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs>
See you guys. All right, be good. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.